Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I know it's been a few weeks since I posted a video, but I am back, y'all. Glory be to God. I pray that you all have been walking by faith and not by sight, that you have not been giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what has been going on in this world today. It's been crazy out here in them streets, right? Okay, so let me first just start off by saying I miss you guys. I completely miss coming up on this channel each and every day. I miss you. I love you. And welcome back. Thank you for tuning back in. Thank you. Glory be to God. So let me just say that I want to talk about struggling with sin because the reason why I purposely took some time off from this channel was because God had been dealing with me on this issue of sexual immorality. Because let me tell you, like I've been saying on this channel, we can't trust this flesh we can't give no provisions to this flesh. This flesh will lead us to that broad way. It will lead us straight to the pit of hell. We can't play around with this flesh. So let me tell you. So the Lord has been sitting me down. Let me gather my darts. Let me see what I have been doing, what I have been engaging in, because I want to teach with a clear conscience. I cannot be like these other Christian teachers and pastors and preachers that come up on this channel talking about one thing and living the complete opposite in their private lives. So the Lord said, you know what, Cynthia, let's just take this month off. Let's just sit down. Let me get you back up under my word so that when I have you go back on that channel, okay, you are not preaching from a guilty conscience. You are preaching from a clear conscience. So I want to talk about struggle and the struggle with sexual immorality because let me just be honest, that's the area of my life that I seem to have the most problem with, okay? Some have problem with drugs, alcohol, gambling. This is my area of contentious. Glory be to God. Okay, so, and this is what brought me to the Lord in the first place. So, let me just go over some things that I have been meditating on in this, in this, in this downtime, in this, this self-quarantine with the Lord, if you will. So, let me just say this, okay, especially for the women in the body of Christ, us single women, okay, it is not good. It is never a good idea 
to engage in sexual activity outside of marriage. We don't care what the sinners in the world are doing because they're going to do what they do. They sin, right? And yes, we in the body of Christ, we do fall prey to sin from time to time as well. However, at no no given time, no time whatsoever, are we to have a lifestyle of willful sin. We can't do it. You are not going to have any peace in your life. The issues that flow from your heart is going to be affected because let me tell you, sexual sin. And you know what? I had to think about this. Why in 1 Corinthians 6, we have Galatians 5, we have Revelation 21, where God uh, illustrates and lay out those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why is fornication or sexual immorality the first one on the list? It, it has to be for a reason, right? Okay, so like I said, we don't wake up in the morning wanting to go out there and commit sin. If we struggle in any area, that's the area that I believe that we need to focus on with intensity. Because in my case, my area, like I said, of contention is sexual immorality. I like men. I like gorgeous men. The taller, the better. But just like Paul said, yes, these things are lawful to me. Yeah, I can engage in fornication. And yeah, I can engage in um, uh, sex outside of marriage. I can even engage in, in, in adultery. But what benefit will it do me? Yes, again, I can't engage in those things. But I will not be under the power of any of them. So I want to give a bit of encouragement as well as exhortation when God says for us to flee sexual immorality. That is what we have to do. I'm telling you, this flesh <laughs> will be tempted. It will be strong, especially if this is an area that you struggle in like like I struggle in, right? Okay, amen. Come on, we are all grown here. We have areas of our lives that like, come on, again? I mean, are we going down this road again? After we had already committed ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have repented of our sins and we said, you know, we're going forth. I am going to walk holy. I am going to walk in righteousness. And this area, in my case, fornication, I ain't doing it, okay? What happens? What happens? Okay, so without getting into all the gory details, I'm quite sure we could imagine what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so what I had to do and what I would like to bring to you as a source of encouragement that in order to engage in a battle, we got to come prepare, y'all. We cannot come with empty hands to a battle that Satan has already set in motion to ask permission, okay, to sift us like wheat. And we cannot underestimate this flesh. I'm telling you, it may be at bay for months, 
for weeks, maybe even years. But one day when you least suspect it, bam, there you go. And you're like, what in the world am I doing? Right? Okay, so like I said, we got to come to battle fully armed. Number one, you put on the, the full armor of God. Go and read uh, Ephesians 6. Read that, study that, chew on that. Because let me tell you, just like I said, when you least suspect it, the day of evil will be upon you. Okay, so what I've learned is that we got to stay one prayed up. We got to stay girded up, right? And we got to get us a set of scriptures that we have so deep embedded into us that it comes out of our pores. So when that temptation rears its ugly head again, we fight and boom, thus says the word, thus says it's written. It is written. I mean, it got to just be coming out of you, right? Okay, so let's see, let's see. First, let's just give a little backdrop to what sin is, what is transgression, what is iniquity, okay? So now look, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me before we even get started with anything, right before he sat me down. Yes, yes, Cynthia got sat down, and you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it brought me back to the early days when I was coming out of fornication, when I was coming out of adultery, this all reminded me why I came to the Lord in the first place. Okay, so look, the Holy Spirit says that we have to arrest the flesh in order to tame it and make it behave. It can't do what it want to do anymore. You know, we got to say that's enough. Enough is enough. It has to come a point in all of our lives when we just throw down a mantle and be like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm done playing with you flesh. Okay. Just when I think that everything is copacetic and, and we on the right track here and some fine drink of water moves in across the street. I ain't going there. I ain't playing with it. I'm not doing it. So now look, okay. We transgress when we break God's holy laws. Thus, we become transgressors, which is a lawbreaker. Anytime when we break God's laws, we transgress, okay? And we are called transgressors, okay? So this is the action. The action of breaking God's laws when we disobey what he tells us to do in this area, because we'll be talking about this topic of sexual immorality and the struggle with it. We are talking about those sexual sins, whether it be fornication, which is having sex without being married, or we're talking about adultery having sex with someone who is married or you cheating on your spouse, having sex with someone else other than your spouse, or we talking about masturbation where you're having sex with yourself. That's called perversion. That's called impurity. Okay. God did not call us to be, uh, unisex to have sex with ourselves. That is a perversion. 
Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Or whether we talking about pornography, because that is one of the biggest addiction in America and actually in all of the world is pornography. Because the Bible says in the book of Matthew that if you, if you look upon a woman or a man, okay, with lust, you are committing adultery in your heart, okay, you don't even have to have sex with anybody to commit adultery with them, all you got to do is look on them and lust, oh, he's fine, oh, she's fine, oh, I can't wait to get with him, oh, I can't wait to get get with her, that's lusting after someone, yes, you can pay someone a compliment, that's a very handsome man, that woman, she's pretty, that's as far as it goes. But if you start looking on them, undressing them with your eyes, getting all kind of sexual thoughts in your head about this person, guess what? Without you even having to take up a stitch of clothing, you have committed adultery in your heart. And Jesus said that in red, right? Okay, so when we commit those acts, that's what God talks about us committing transgressions, okay? Now... The result of this action, this act of transgression, the result of breaking God's law is called sin. And this is when we sin against God because we broke his law. He told us to do something. We read it. We understood it. And we went behind his back and did it anyway, or not even behind his back, right in front of his face, grieving the Holy Spirit the whole time, right? And that is what we call sin, okay? So now, and sin is the result of what? Our transgressions against the Father. Now, the reason why we sin in the first place, the reason why we break his law in the first place is because of iniquity. Iniquity is that fallen nature. Because of our first parents in the Garden of Eden, Adam sinned against God when God told him and told him that you can freely eat from every tree in the garden, but that one tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that the day that you eat of it, you will surely die, okay? Long come that devil of a serpent deceive Eve and ask her, did God really say that? Yes, he said it. No, you're not going to die because God does know that when you eat of it, you're going to be just like him. You're going to be wise, knowing good and evil. And all this lie, she fell for it. Adam was right there and right there listening to the whole conversation. But sin didn't come into the world until Adam partake of that fruit, partook of that fruit. Why? Because the commandment was given to him. Okay, long story short, we all know what happened. Our that 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 glorified nature, that that perfect nature that when God breathed the, the, the Zoe breath of life into Adam, that nature fell. It has fallen and now our nature is is a sin nature. It is of the flesh. It is now of, of iniquity because if we study Psalms 51 5, okay, uh, David uh, uh, talks about this, right? Because iniquity is that inherent wickedness that resides within us because of our fallen sin nature. We were born into it. We were sinful from the time of our mother when she conceived us in the womb. Okay, so now 
since iniquity, okay, is found within our sin nature, the end result of unrepent of unrepented sin is death, which is eternal separation from God in hell, and then on to the great white throne judgment. That because your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life, you will be cast into the lake of fire. So, my friends, I'm telling you. As gorgeous as that woman is, as fine as that brother is, we cannot do it. Our souls are too precious, okay, for these one-night stands or these year-long affairs with people who are not our spouse and we having sex with them and everything feels good or you attracted, he's attracted to you, infatuation is flying every which way, okay, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you step outside of this body, suit okay without repenting of this of, of this particular sin okay because i'm gonna get to the scripture where it lists all those who will not inherit the kingdom of god it is not going to be worth it i'm telling you it may seem like oh i can't live without him oh i can't live without this that or whatever let me tell you, eternity is too long to be getting this thing wrong. We have to repent and stop sinning, Cynthia included. We cannot keep on sinning, playing with the grace of God. We can't do this. Amen? Amen. Okay, so now look, I have about five, six, seven, maybe about six, seven uh, scriptures that I want to arm you with, okay? Because this is what I was arming myself with when God sat me down. He sat me down, y'all. Yes, he did. And you know what? Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for sitting me down. Okay, so now look, okay? Hebrews 13, 14 talks about this. Now, all these scriptures I'm giving you all, write them down. Y'all go and study this and arm yourself with this, right? Okay, so Hebrews 13, 14 talks about God will judge the fornicator. Um, uh, excuse me. God will judge the fornicator and the adulterer, okay? Number two, Romans 2, 2. Chew on this one. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. What things? Fornication and adultery. And idolatry. Let's let's throw that one in for good measure. Okay. Number three. Okay. Ephesians 5 3 it talks about this. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Okay. None of the names like fornicator, adulterer, idolater. Uh, 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 homosexual, none of that should be named among us, okay? Number four, Colossians 3 talks about this. For you have died and your life is now hidden within Christ. I'm telling you, we have to consider this earthly body dead to sin, dead to sexual immorality. Okay, so now look. According to 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 through 10, 
Don't let no one deceive you, okay? Because at the end of the day, God is not going to save everybody. He is not going to say, okay, you know what? Regardless that you all have been sinning your whole lifestyle, I mean, sinning your whole life and you lived a lifestyle that was in willful disobedience to me, you lived out willful sin every day of your lives, this was your agenda to not follow me, but you know what, at the end of it, I'm going to bring everyone to heaven anyway. Now, do not be deceived. That is a false teaching, my friends, okay? Because they're going to have to get around this scripture here, okay? Because they say that, yeah, people in hell, they even say that Satan is going to be released from hell because that's how good God's love is. That is a false doctrine, my friends. That is heresy. Do not listen to that, okay? Because they're going to have to get around 1 Corinthians 6, 9 that says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, neither, uh, uh, what it says, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, no effeminates. That's men, you know, walking around here acting all feminine and, you know, no, they ain't getting in either, uh, nor, nor homosexual, that includes lesbians, right, okay, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor the drunkards, nor the revilers, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God, they ain't getting in, okay, there is no at the last minute, God's gonna just save everybody, and he's gonna be like everybody in hell, you know what, Time's up. I believe you all have done enough because of my great love. Everybody come on out of there. That ain't happening. Now, that would be great, fine, and dandy if that was true, but it's not, okay? And we can argue back and forth, going back and forth. Let's just say I'm wrong, right? And God does let everybody out. Okay, well, I ain't lose anything, okay? then I want to get to heaven, right? Regardless. But if you're wrong and you're stuck in hell for all eternity based off a lie, this scripture says, do not be deceived, okay, by anyone. Don't even let yourself deceive you. Don't, don't even let that partner that you are committing a sin, committing sin against holy God with convince you it's going to be okay. All you got to do is just, you know, repent and God going to forgive you. Yes, he is. And yes, he will. But if you are determined to willfully sin against God, and keep doing it habitually, okay? Okay, we got, what is it? Hebrew 10 that says that if you continue to do these things, what is your expectation uh, but a fearful judgment and a raging fire, okay? No, we have to stop. We time out, flag on a play, hold up, wait a minute, stop, okay? If we continue to live a lifestyle of sexual sin, sexual perversion, pleasing ourselves, pleasing others that are not our spouses, you know, we are not going to make it into the kingdom of God. That's it. Point blank, period. End of story. Okay, so now look. Okay, now they also, they 
also love to say, but God knows my heart. He knows my heart. Yeah, because let me tell you what he says about the heart in Jeremiah 17. And I'm going to close with this, okay? All right? Because see, what we have to do is arm ourselves with this mentality that we're going to have to have a change of heart because what came out of this self-imposed sabbatical is that God said to me that if you change your mind, you would change your life, okay? And so let's talk about that heart. It says that the heart is deceitful above all things. That means above everything under the sun. It is it's more deceitful than uh, murder, uh, more than homosexuality, more than stealing and swindling and, 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 and everything. It says above everything is the top of the list of what's bad. Okay. Our heart is not good and stop with those false, uh, sinner prayers about God coming to my heart. No, that's the last place he wants to be is inside a man's heart because he says that it is deceitful above all things and desperately sick wicked okay now look desperately okay wait, wait, hold on let, let, let me just finish out the scripture who can understand it i the lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his deeds god is going to judge us for these misdeeds for these wicked ways and look and when and when it says that that the heart right is deceitful above all things and desperately sick let me just let, let's just highlight that word desperately okay look it means that it is seriously sick it is precariously sick it is uh is miserably sick. It is wretchedly sick. It is gravely, critically, severely, dangerously, extremely, awfully, tremendously, frightfully, hopelessly, chronically, irretrievably sick and wicked. So no, I don't want Jesus to come into this heart until the Lord comes and give us our glorified bodies. Glory be to God, then we can we can we can finally be free from these uh fleshly desires. We can't live by this flesh. It will kill us. It will eternally damn us. It will eternally separate us from God the Father. Now I'm quite sure there are some things in heaven you all are trying to get to. I know I am. First and foremost, I'm trying to get to my Lord. I'm trying to get to my father. I'm trying to get to my mother in heaven who lives such a, um, a wretched life on this earth, having to die of breast cancer, having to go through alcoholism and go through domestic violence, abuse in her life and going through all of that for her to turn her life over to the Lord Jesus Christ to now be in heaven. I want to see that mom. I want to, cause you know what? I start crying. Okay. My mother did the best that she could. Raising us as a single mom out of Brooklyn. You know what I mean? She did the best that she could. She lived a hard life. Yes, yeah, she provided for us, you know. Okay, granted, a lot of love was not shown. However, she is a changed person. I can't wait to meet her now. 
Glory be to God. I got babies that I have lost in my womb. I got to get get to. So there's a lot at stake for me personally. And I know there's a lot for you at stake as well. For us to finish this course, to stop sinning, to come out of this sexual sin. No longer let this be a struggle for us. You know what? And study these scriptures. I'm going to list all these scriptures down below. Okay. And we, we got to chew on Romans 8. Um, actually Romans, uh, let's see, 6, 5, uh, no, 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 5, 6, 7, 8, and just all the Romans, all the Romans. As a matter of fact, all of Romans will serve us well, okay? Galatians 5, Ephesians 6, read the whole Bible. <laughs> That's it, read the whole Bible because we need all of it. Every last single bit of every last jot and tittle of the word of God, we got to stand firm. No, Satan, uh-uh. No, not today, Satan. No, no, absolutely not. We ain't doing this. We're going to get back on course. We're going to get back on track, okay, right? And worship God with a clear conscience. Teach the word of God with a clear conscience. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to let you all go. I'm so glad to be back. Oh, I can't wait to get back on this channel. I can't tell you. I miss you guys, and I love you. Be well. Stop sinning. Repent of your sins. And God says that the kingdom of God is your inheritance. Amen. Amen. Until next time, be well. In Jesus' name, i talk to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye